Blog Talk Radio. Sunday, a couple of us are coming to live from the West Coast, and all those people that's from Chicago, okay. all those people from Chicago out in LA, including two thirds of this team, got me mad jealous out here. Nobody okay. told you not to make a flight. Nobody's you could have got on the plane, said, brother. Don't go. I'm just saying, you could have took the day off. It's Sunday. I would have had the royalty rights over the place and live and die in LA. Just be. Could have been here. And you could also could put out four slides. Did she say you could also put out four slides? Did she really she just sure go there? Did. Hey. Hey. Well, you know, we do have fire oh. out here, so it's not, an, it's not an inappropriate statement. <laughs> Not to be laughed, not to be laughed at it, but it's not an inappropriate statement. Uh, so moving well, right along right now and getting started. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get yeah. it on. So, you sound tired. How was your How was your uh, night in Vegas last night? Oh, cool. I'm actually not tired. I'm doing a million things, but tired isn't one of them. Oh, good. All right. Good deal. Okay. Well, y'all, the case. First, they make folks jealous because they out in L.A. Then they add to the wound, poor thought in the wound, because they went to Vegas last night. I, you, they take it down like hey. that. You could have hey. You don't that, spend money. You, you have the, the, money, op- right, you have the you opportunity just like everybody else to get on the plane the doors, and come out this way. The doors to the church were open. All were welcome. I'm telling I you. I mean, you didn't discriminate. <laughs> we took all races, creeds, nationalities, and colors. Come kick it. So it just means so, it just simply means next time next time this happens, you gotta come out here, bro, so we can do the show. Then we'll be all in the same place you know, at the same time. Get on the plane. Yeah, it it really does mean that, but that requires me to get off my behind, doesn't it? The bears have not yeah, motivated me to get off my behind recently. <laughs> oh well, you know. You are well, it, you and your well, bears. Here we go. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Oh my goodness. I love my I bears. People that listen to this show, they know I love my bears. I love my bears. I, I, I know you do. But but right but right now, man. I mean, you uh, know. Well, let's, let's, let's get on with it, y'all. So let's hey. let's kick off the day. And let's let's talk about the the obvious non elephant in the room. Mr. Callan, Mr. Callan, the gorilla <laughs> in the room, the elephant in the room, and all the other ele- tap dancing folks that's in the room. Exactly. Let's talk about Colin Kaepernick. Um, then we'll get into the games for the day and go on through that. Um, if you did not catch Renard's rant this morning about Stephen A. Smith, um, his comments on Colin moving the uh, moving his tryout and everything to a high school rather than use the NFL facility, I watched it yesterday. Not your rant. I watched the rant this morning. But I watched Stephen A. yesterday, and I'm not gonna lie, I was sitting there bewildered. <laughs> like, like, so what you telling me? When it comes to him, not being funny. Is that this dude got to jump through hoops 
to get his job back. Now, of course, all of us who have ever worked for anybody and you get on the bad side of your boss, you know that happens. But I think if the if the premise is to really help him, all the little stuff that they had going on, he couldn't have it press. He couldn't even videotape his own stuff. It was crazy, dude. I mean, it goes before that. It goes before that. First off, it, by them yeah, putting it on a Saturday, it, by, mm-hmm. by them yeah. putting it on a Saturday ensures that no GM and no coach is going to be there. When generally, so in the norm, any, and, and, any other and time the they put reasons, it on. But one of the reasons that, that ensured that no coach or GM would be there, this is scouting season for the NFL and college. So where mm-hmm. most of your scouts and coaches? College. They had college football games. They had college football games. That was freaking ridiculous to me. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 even like Renard said, you know, tryouts are on Tuesdays. Oh, they only do this was on Tuesday. So you, go, so you gonna hold his? And on then, the they, uh, and then, not only did they hold it on the weekend, they gave. Colin Kaepernick, three days' notice. They said, okay, if you won't move it to a Tuesday, if you won't move it to a Tuesday, can we have it next Saturday? They said, no. So they are not real. This is originally I was thinking, okay, originally I was thinking, all right, the NFL has to know something because they weren't, you don't hold this out here like this if you don't know something. It makes no sense because this story has died down. And then mm-hmm. more stories, more stories started coming out yesterday. That not only did did they uh, say that it has to be on Saturday. You get there, they say, "All right, no, we need you to sign this form." Now, there's generally a standard waiver so that you can't sue the NFL if you injure yourself. You That's the standard exactly. waiver. But this right. waiver also, this waiver also added. You can't sue the NFL, period, for any reason in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. So that that oh, turned out to be the real reason. That turns out to be the real reason that the NFL had this tryout. It was about stopping Kaepernick from suing them in the future. He's already won one case. Mm-hmm. Now, add that add that to the fact that they said, no, you cannot have the media here. Colin Kaepernick has said from jump, I want to be down, but I want transparency. He clearly does not trust the NFL to to get this video to all 32 teams, and there's no guarantee that the NFL is going to edit it showing the good stuff. They he, they, they could possibly just show the well, bad that's stuff. Why in this edit. That's why he wanted media. That's why he wanted media there. That's why that's he wanted his – he was even willing to tap out on the media aspect if his own team could record. They told him, your own team can't even record. Your people cannot record. So Kaepernick finally said at 2.30 when the NFL came down and said no to recording, no to media, no to all of this. All right, cool. You can't know to all of this. So at 2.30, Kaepernick and his crew said, forget it. We're going to take it to this high school, um, and we're going to invite people over. Now, it went from 24 of the 32 teams uh, coming, because originally it was supposed to be 24 that was going to be at the oh, Atlanta Falcons specifically. Right. It, it dropped down. Yeah. And to Chicago eight. wasn't one it, of them, and I'm going to put that out there. That is definitely Chicago was not originally one of the teams. Oh, uh, no, they, they were, um, when, I was re- when I was reading earlier this week, not to cut you off, bro, uh, when I was reading earlier last week, um, 
They were never in, never in a running. Ever. They were never so interested. The story that they was were never going to go check the them out. city of Chicago newspaper that stated that they were interested, no. They were lied. No, no. It is a lie. One of the things I read this morning, one of the things I read this morning was, one of the uh, one of the former beat writers from Chicago recognized Chicago staff as one of the eight that that actually went. They probably went, but they were never in the running to go, and they made that official. Yeah. They made I mean, that. I, official. Didn't believe, I didn't believe Chicago would sign him regardless. I could have said he could have been one of the ones there. I still don't believe. Let's assume that. Let's assume that I'm right. I still don't believe Chicago would sign him. I believe. I believe Matt Nagy wants to sign him. I believe Matt Nagy wants to sign him, but Chicago's never going to sign him. Let's keep that real. It don't matter what Matt Nagy wants. It don't matter what Ryan Pace wants. The McCaskey family is not going to sign him. The last time the Bears had a starting quarterback that was African American was Cordero Stewart after his career was over with in 2003. Pretty much. That was the he last time it happened. He, he had already was, played all his ball. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. That was a whole interesting that, situation. That's it, a whole different story. Well, I don't believe it. I don't believe it's going. I don't believe that it's going to happen. I would be shocked that if I would be shocked if they didn't send their people or Matt Nagy didn't send somebody. To, to try to talk him into it, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't believe that it's an option. So I could believe that officially they said they weren't going to have someone there. I wouldn't be surprised if someone was there, but I would be very surprised if somehow he ended up on a Bears roster. I would be surprised if he ended up on a Bears roster this season. I would be surprised if it was anybody. I'm just saying. I don't even think that it was any anyone. That's a, I just think that there was a representative of the team there, not even. Okay, not a scout. Like we know team, somebody yeah, was not a scout or Exactly. I just believe that there, for, for PR purposes, that there was a representative there. And maybe so, not just them, but him, but from the Bears, but from other teams as well. This was an entire debacle. This is not funny to me. I, I I know that there are people who do and don't have issues with what's going on and how Colin felt, how Colin has portrayed his feelings, how everything's played out. That's cool. But what this was, to me, was this ultimate disrespect. Oh, what I did not understand was until, until, that, until that contract came out, that quote-unquote, debacle of a waiver came out what it actually was I could not understand why would the NFL create this because the story had died down the story had died completely down people had given up on it people had said okay this is not going to happen we don't like it but oh well it's not going to happen the moment they brought that story back to the forefront that became an issue that didn't make any sense but when it came out the whole point of this was to get Colin Kaepernick to sign a piece of paper that he will not sue the NFL anymore. That didn't, that was exactly to me, and that's, that that's, was that's, that's crap. To me, that's what did and it. See, my whole, that's see, what my did whole it. thing is the fact that Stephen, you know, Austin talked about everything else except that. He didn't say nothing about the law. Not one word. But he whimpered and cried 
about him changing it at the last minute and moving around, then you talk about he don't want to play. No, he wants to play. He just don't want to play under that track. He wants he to don't right play right in my face. He don't want to play the bullshit. He wants to play ball. He just doesn't. That, that exactly. extra, he don't want to play that. Exactly. I mean, and there so, should not be anything wrong with a person. It should not be anything wrong with a person saying, I have a certain level of pride about myself. And for those people that keep on saying you got to swallow your pride, there is a point that. where a, I mean, there's a point when a man is a man. And, and a man can only swallow so much pride because a man has to be a man first. And that's all he was in this because he was not – Colin Kaepernick was not disrespectful. He was willing to say, all right, no, no media, but let my crew video record this. He was willing to okay that because – I, I left out one other key detail. Colin Kaepernick asked who would be the receivers. The NFL would not release who the receivers would be, so Colin Kaepernick brought his own receivers. Right. I forgot about that one. The NFL yeah. wouldn't even tell him who the there receivers was, there would was be, so he so, said. This was, just, it was a bunch of crap. It was, it was a bunch of bullshit. It, it was. It was a bunch it, of bullshit. This was terrible. You when know, I thought he even too. had to bring his own receivers, I couldn't even believe that. I'm like, so right. there aren't going to be any NFL receivers. You guys aren't even going to give him receivers. So at the last minute, he has to find people to catch his ball. Okay. Uh, this, okay. I mean, yeah, at, at least. You got I mean, and, that, and that's Thomas. really all it was. They wanted him to sign that contract saying that he could never sue the NFL sure, again. Man. And that just, wow. At least, at least at college pro days, those players get to throw to the same receivers they've been throwing to all season. That's what college pro yep. days are. They get to throw to familiar receivers. He was okay with not throwing to familiar receivers, but he wanted to know it was somebody that could catch the ball. That's that. That's. I mean, everything about this stinks to high heaven. Yeah, it was, it's, it's horrible, man. And, you know, as much as they want to put – if you know. want to say this is about when they, football, when they, because Stephen Stephen mentioned Jay Z as being a part of, everybody's mentioning you know Jay Z being a part of getting this you know getting this together, or whatever. But I, I really I failed to believe that he would get this together. No, that, that doesn't even system. matter. But it doesn't even matter right now. No, it don't. But the problem is. They did this to get that man to sign a contract that he would never. And I, and I mean, they didn't even put on a good front. It was tactfully done. It, this was all bad. They didn't even do a good job of making him believe that they at least cared. Exactly. They were worse than a chicken on one night stand. He thought she found love. It was all bad. It was extremely disrespectful. The way that it had to go down, what they did to him, what they didn't allow to him, for him. What they wouldn't bend on, all of these things were absolutely freaking ridiculous. And I really feel bad in this situation in regards to that. I feel absolutely horrible. I understand why he moved, what he moved, what he had to jump through. 97, who said nobody has had to jump through ever Thank when you. it comes nobody. to a pro day. So I just. Well, you know what? At least some, you know, maybe this was. More or less a reality check for how things really happen, because you know it's, it's an organization that makes things look like roses and peaches and 
happiness and little baby deer running around, and it's just absolutely great. It is a business, and this is exactly what the sad thing is. The sad thing is the Colin Kaepernick supporters are going to say the same things we're saying. The, the, The people that don't want him in the NFL are actually going to say things worse than Stephen A. Smith saying he needs to shut up and play football. He needs to shut up and listen. He needs to shut up and do this. They're going shut to shut up and play football and, and if you don't give him an opportunity to play football. No, no, and I'm not even going. I'm not even Even if you felt like that, no, 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 not, I'm not saying you do, but even for those that feel that way, get a person the opportunity to show you they ain't shit. They didn't even right. do that. Right. They didn't even do that. And it is literally, they are going to say, well, no, he's not in charge. He has to listen and do it our way. And I I am dead set against that because any football player worth his soul would, would stand up and say no, would stand up and just say no. I, I, this is my life. This is this is not just my livelihood. This is my ability to make money. This is my ability to live. And I'm not just talking financially. I'm talking about football players know on any given play, the rest of their career could be over with. Potentially their life could be over with. There are football players that have died. There are football players that have, that have lost their ability to walk. There are football players that have just lost their ability to play. On any given play, everything can end. Players have there are Bears players that almost lost their legs. There are Steelers players that are struggling to get back to be able to walk on a regular basis. There are high school and college players that will never walk again. And for the NFL to nonchalantly treat this like this is not serious shows their lack of what's the word I want to use. Their their shows their they are tone deaf. Shows they are tone deaf because honestly. When you, when you, everything is smooth, what you don't do is you don't kick the hornet's nest. Colin Kaepernick may not have been preparing to, to sue the NFL again in the future, but he might now. I mean, well, all they I did think, was kick the hornet's nest. Because I'm reading, a, um, I put up an article from NFL.com. Uh, I'm trying to see who the writer is. But anyway, um they were they're, they're talking about the talked about yesterday's workout and you know some things as far as um Ian Rappaport who is an NFL network insider, um, he cited some things from the workout. So real quick there was sixty scripted plays, no runs, no agility. Um thought he was in good shape. Yeah, they thought he would be his arm strap was definitely still there, and he had good, had some real zip on the ball. Had some accuracy issues on his deep throws, good enough to be on the roster, likely backup back level. Um, they say he was in good shape. He has a fastball. The velocity was real good. Accuracy and tests were inconsistent on deep balls. He was ordinary. He can still run well, essentially overall, average overall. Um, good velocity, accuracy, and tests were average. Good showing, thought he looked like he did when he was last on the field. So for a person who hasn't been on the field in pretty much three years, he's not out of shape and he can still do it. Now, as far as the NFL is concerned. Everything they just said is stuff they could have said when he was leading his team to the Super Bowl. So that's oh, not definitely. new. Oh, definitely. 
and that and that's what I'm saying. This is all stuff that we all know because we've all seen them play. We all know this. And, I, and it's crazy because you would think I would have something personally against him because he went to, you know, UNR. And that's our rival school from UNLV. But I look at it as he's a player who's done, he's done exceptionally well for his team. He's done exceptionally well for the community. And because of those things, he deserves to be on the field no matter what. Now, the NFL did say they were disappointed that he didn't appear for his workout and that they were informed a decision at 2.30 as far as him changing the location. They also stated that his decision does not affect his stats in the league. He remains a restricted free agent eligible to sign with any club. So even though their their attempt to, you know, for some, for, for some bullshit failed, he's still eligible. So what we're hoping to see is, is that he go, that he gets the opportunity to be back on the field, you know, and continue his career. I don't, I don't believe that he won't be able to. Uh, regardless of the opinions of the public, regardless of the opinions of people like Stephen A. Smith uh, <clears throat> or anything, it really just comes down to he showed up, he he displayed his skills, and he's ready. So he deserves the opportunity to be to be in there and, and to be on the field and build somebody's team because let's face it, there's a bunch of teams that need him. <laughs> <laughs> The thing that I see that has he has put out yesterday, and I'm going to post a video a little later on our Twitter. There is definitely a video that he put out. Um, He explains everything verbatim, surrounded by staff and media. Um, When I did read what you just um, stated, Mike, the one thing issue that I had Mm. is something that we mentioned earlier. When it comes to pro days with college. They get to show up and throw balls to receivers that they've been throwing the entire time that they've been in a part of that program. He has to find receivers. He he didn't even have enough time to fully prepare or work out with the receivers because of the short time frame of notice that the NFL even allotted him with all of these additional rules. So please don't tell me that somebody is average. Just like I, I, I'm athletic. I do a great job um, in, in baseball, this little around-the-corner neighborhood league football and all of those things. Now, if Aaron Rodgers threw a ball at me, I'm probably going to be laid out. I'm going to need a medic from both the Army and the closest hospital. I'm going to need Jesus <laughs> or any Buddha, anybody else. I might overreact at the drug machine right about now. <laughs> I ain't even going to the level of Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, whatever it is, I don't consistently work out. So I can't catch an amazing pass from Aaron Rodgers. My body is catching that. My hands might not, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but your body if I'm not used to, right, right, it'll stop the ball. Your, your body right. won't stop the ball. It won't catch the ball. No, it won't catch the ball. My body might stop the ball. Right. <laughs> Trying to catch one of those. I have one of them signs that be like, Kilroy was here. Hey, look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, I'm me but the, the smart me, issue is that. Yeah, this was your thing. This is what you played. But that, you know, reading a lot of that, I was like, this is so vague, this is so basic. So you all just put up an article because you had to. And I just didn't, I just yeah. didn't appreciate the way any of it 
went down. I, I just and, and not to say that Kylo is two thousand percent right on every aspect, but he had to start protecting himself when it came to this. He had to start making moves and doing what he needed to do to make this at least a semi successful <coughs> workout. So there was so many things wrong. We can talk on this forever. We're about to thirty minutes yeah, into it. And with the exception of the Green Bay Packers today, we definitely have some other teams to talk about in the NFC North, but I will later on today be putting up the video from Colin Kaepernick's side of how everything went down after his workout. So, with that being said... Yeah, with that being said, y'all... I don't want to move straight to the NFC North. We cannot ignore what happened on Thursday Night Football. We cannot ignore what happened on Thursday Night Football. That was that was a bit much. I am not going to absolve. <laughs> I, I'm not going to absolve uh, any of the people that got suspended, any of the people that got fined. I just have an issue with the fact that Ru- uh, Rudolph wasn't suspended along with everybody else, because honestly, everybody else that got suspended should have gotten suspended. Um, period. Just period, point blank, they should have gotten suspended. I just believe Rudolph should have gotten added to that list of people being suspended because this all started with him trying to take off someone else's helmet. And is that everybody else reacted. Now, trying to hit somebody with a helmet, no, that's that's a line that you don't cross because he, he connected. Now, let's just imagine had he connected with a different part of that helmet. Somebody else might not have gotten up. And this is also after a Cleveland player, after a Cleveland player had a dirty hit, caused somebody else's ears to bleed. So everything that happened that night. And then who has a fight eight seconds before the game is over with? And you're winning. You are winning, and you have a fight eight seconds before the game is over with. Somebody explain that one to me. I don't think anybody can. (laughs) You know, I mean, who knows what was being said down on the field or whatever, or what was being done down the field, because I'm telling y'all, it gets dirty. You may not see it all. But, no, Miles Miles Garrett, I – I understand. I understand some dirtiness. I understand some coming to blows. I understand some fights, some arguments. But the moment the helmet came off his head, somebody should have paused. And then for the you moment to try it came to, off, did you see? No, I didn't pause. Get it off. No, no, I don't. I mean, because Rudolph, did you notice? Did you notice uh, Miles? Did you notice Rudolph tried to take off Miles Garrett's helmet before Garrett was successful in exactly. Rudolph's helmet? I, I noticed that. Oh, I noticed that, and that's one of the reasons why I'm frustrated with the fact that I don't think Rudolph should get the same thing that Miles Garrett got. But I feel like Rudolph needs to be sat down too. I literally feel like okay, you need to be sat down just to say all right. Because uh, Rudolph was also in the midst of another fight earlier in the season. It's like, dude, you're doing too much out here. 
even if you just get sat for one game, that says, okay, we understand he was wrong for kicking this off. All right, Miles Garrett, you were wrong for keeping this going. You went way too far. And the fact that all three of the players are suspended are being uh, are being are appealing their suspension. I have issue with Garrett appealing his. Now, if they're saying he's only appealing his because there's never been a precedent for a player getting suspended indefinitely for something that happened on the field of play, and it should not be indefinite, it should have a defined amount of time, then maybe I can swallow that. But then Pouncey? I'm sorry, Pouncey should not be able to appeal a thing because he was literally trying to stomp on him. He was fighting and stomping like this was a, a fight on a street corner somewhere. I, I have issues with both of those players trying to appeal, period. Now, if anybody else tries to appeal and says, oh, I was trying to stop it because there's potentially 10, 15 other players that may get fined just for leaving the sideline, I might be okay with those appeals. Pouncing and Garrett Uh, should not be appealing. Right. Miles Garrett and Marquise Pouncey, is it Marquise or Marquise? Because I never remember which one is which. Pouncey should should, uh, not be allowed to appeal either. I know it's messed up that I'm saying this, but watching Garrett and watching Pouncey, I have issue with those two appealing. I have issue with Rudolph not getting suspended at all. And they keep saying, well, he's, get, he's, get, he's getting fined. No, that for, for football players, telling them they're not getting on the field plus a game check, that wakes folks up. Yeah, that other stuff. I, had, uh, I got fined. I mean, the fine – the fine, no one wants to lose the money, but tell somebody they can't get on the field, plus they lose a game check. Mm-hmm. That is mm, – I, I just couldn't leave Thursday Night Football out of the conversation. I wasn't going to let you, but I couldn't have said it better myself. You did a phenomenal, 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 phenomenal job of saying exactly what I wanted. And I just feel like the Rudolph and Pouncey. Yeah. It was entertaining, but really, this should have never gotten to be that serious. So moving right along, so I, I mean, just... you have the Green Bay Packers who get to sit at home by themselves and put their thumbs today. So yeah. we have quite a few games with a pretty big game that the Chicago Bears are appearing in. Of which half of the city has made their way to the West Coast to watch them battle the Rams. But we won't even start with them. Let's get a few teams out so of the, the Bears, way. So the Bears, the Bears have a home game uh, in Los Angeles. The Bears game have the Bears have a home game in Los Angeles today. Is that what you're telling me? Um, oh, okay. I like well, that. Well, you have to. Uh, well, you know, if you know anything about LA, man, there's a bunch of Chicago people here. There's a bunch of I mean, uh, I don't care. Chicago people I could probably go to Saskatchewan um, and do a concert and be like, it's Chicago in the house. There's going to be at least 25 people. We just everywhere. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> at least five, ten. We got to kick this off before we even focus on the Bears Rams game. Let's get a couple of the matchups today out of the way. With the first one being the Cowboys are making their way around the NFC North. They went over there and 
tried to slap this out. Is Dak Prescott, this is Dak Prescott's now, first game in Detroit. Dak Prescott's Detroit first is, game in Detroit. <laughs> and I like that this is this is indoor versus indoor, so no one can claim weather is a problem. Exactly, and that's where I was going. Nobody can claim the issue of this indoor football versus outdoor football versus might be turf, could be grass, wind conditions, blah, blah, blah. Both of you guys play in indoor stadiums. So how do you guys think that this matchup is going to play out today? Well, you know, with uh, Matt Stafford sitting out for at least another month, Mm, I don't know if Detroit's going to be able to really push that edge like they were doing before. Um, so I'm, 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 I don't know, dude. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm really, I haven't really had a chance to watch the backup, and y'all forgive me, I don't, even, I don't know his name. Um, but just where they are right now, and the fact that they've dropped down to the bottom of the NFC North. Uh, I really hate to say we're seeing familiar things. I'm so, just going to say I don't enjoy picking Dallas two weeks in a row. I was wrong with my pick last week, but I still don't enjoy picking Dallas two weeks in a row. I feel you, It's kind of a somber moment right now, like <laughs> – Hey, look, man, like, gotta, it, your star quarterback is out, and you haven't done well since he's been out. And you were turning the corner, you know, with him in control, and now that corner may not get turned. We talk about a month. Yeah, you know, about he a month. Him, you know, I if, mean, if his backup, and if, if, you know, if the quarterback who's uh, behind the helm now, can't do anything as far as getting them to turn that corner offensively. They, you know, I mean, they're six. They're, they have, you know, they're six, but all oh, that's bad Stafford. We know that. We know that. <laughs> you know, everything that they got built right now is on on him as far as the offense goes. So with that, you know, and, and that defense man is going to have to do something because and how do you do that when you rank 30th? You know, you're right there. You're the 30th ranked defense going against the number one offense. So, in order yeah, this for, is going to have to be a full, complete game of play for the Detroit Lions. If not, they're yeah. going to be taking um, back-to-back L's. They're going to have to come out here. It, it, was, it definitely wasn't easy for Minnesota. And they're pretty much firing on all cylinders. You cannot deny Ezekiel Elliott's ability. You cannot even deny the connection that Zach Prescott has with Ezekiel Elliott. And then Zach Prescott is still doing his best to play hard football. He's still playing for a contract. So he's writing his own story Amari right Cooper, now when it comes Amari to – Amari Cooper is playing. Amari Cooper is Amari playing, right? Amari Cooper is phenomenal. Right. So okay. Yeah, not, yeah. I'm not going to not – Amari is amazing, especially if you're going to throw – a ball to watch somebody run up the side without stepping out of bounds or try to throw one of those deep balls, which you hope somebody catches it in bounds, you cannot deny Mari Cooper. He is amazing at that, famous for that, and is definitely actively playing today. So there are a lot of variables, and honestly, in this game, it all points to, to me, for the Cow- to the Cowboys. I definitely yeah, understand okay. that. 
I definitely I'm understand feeling, that um, Detroit has had a really good run, but not that I. It it would take a lot for me to think that they would shut the Cowboys down today, especially without Matt Stafford. Not saying that it can't happen. It would just take a lot for me to believe that it would. Well, you know, in order for them to win, let's be honest. All right, so that means that their defense has got to come to play. Their defense has got to be relentless. They got to get out Dak Prescott. They got to create turnovers. They got to create takeaways. They're going to have to work really, really hard. They don't have the number one offense because their line sucks. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to have to get in there and do that. And that right there is going to be the biggest determination for them, I think, as far as, you know, being able to even be in the game. You know, they're going to have to have some fumbles and create some, just create all kind of, you know, hell for the quarterback and for the offense in some kind of way. Now, we all know it's Sunday. And as the movie says, or any given Sunday, anything can happen. So, but if you look at it from on paper, I just don't see Detroit being able to pull it out, man. You know, um, and I hate to be able to say that because <laughs> I was pulling for them earlier in the season. Like, all right, they, they, you know, they're they're staying close. They're that means that they're just about to turn that corner. But these past couple losses, you know, haven't, haven't you know. Been there, really are in their favor. So when you sit three or five against a five or fourteen, and all the odds are against you, you know if you're not knocking on all cylinders, and if you don't have, if they don't have, a, you know, belief in the in the backup quarterback, and you know, in spite of whatever injuries they're dealing with, if they can't get it together in that aspect, and just come and play ball and just go all out. It's gonna be a long day for the Detroit Lions against Dallas. What I had been saying about Detroit was Detroit has not proven that they can win these one-score games. And mm-hmm. if I guess, it was against my Bears last week. And if I want to be honest with myself, Detroit should have won last week. Yeah. And that's without, that's without Matt Stafford. If Matt Stafford's in that game, the Bears lose. If Matt Matt Stafford's in that game, the Bears lose. Exactly. And we all know that nobody's stupid. We all know that's that's the one thing that they did not have. They didn't have his arm. They didn't have his his leadership. You know, so that's, in my opinion, that's really the only reason they won. The offense didn't do that great. It wasn't like it was stunning football. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It was like we were we were sitting there seeing something we hadn't seen, you know, or anything like that. So yeah, they won, but like look at it, it wasn't impressive. It wasn't elite. It was none of those things. And we so all know the only reason y'all. For... So what do you guys think of today's matchup? Like I said, I I do not like. Okay. How can I put this without being a Cowboys I'm not a Cowboys fan. I won't be a Cowboys fan. I can't nope. be a Cowboys fan. Not I don't even want to know what that feels like in the next lifetime. But the reality of the whole situation is on paper, and honestly on the field, so that <laughs> they look like the better team. So I'm definitely yeah. rolling with the Cowboys today. I would be very shocked if – I, I would be shocked. 
Because if that happens, that means if that does happen, that means that um, the Cowboys want to rise somewhere. They do not make a lot of their the W's that they have allowed other teams to get. They haven't made very many of them easy. And once again, Dak Prescott is playing with something to earn, and Ezekiel is the number two back in the league. So I just think there's too many things, too many variables stacked up against do you, do you trade for them to get a W in this one? Yeah, I don't see it either. Bernard, I what's for you? Either, I... Mm-hmm. I said I didn't enjoy picking Dallas two, two weeks in a row. Um, I'm quiet uh-huh. because I don't enjoy picking Dallas two weeks in a row. Yeah, you did have to eat for picking <laughs> Dallas last week, then. You had to eat that. Everybody was on me like, you really think the Vikings are, hey, 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 what happened? Was, I mean, it was a rough game, though. Like, you know, one of them. The Vikings have been playing well. And with the Vikings playing well, I still thought I still oh, thought Dallas was better than they were. I don't enjoy picking Dallas, and I'm I'm not confident that that defensive line can stop Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not confident that that defensive line will get to Dak Prescott. Detroit finally had a halfway decent secondary, but their secondary has not come to play the last two weeks. Uh, I, the, the the list could go on. Their their quarterback exactly. is not in the game. Uh, they have a receiver, <laughs> and I'm not even trying to crack jokes or, or make subtle digs. They have not had a consistent running game since Reggie Bush. And what was that, 2010 or 2013? Yeah. I don't know. 2013. 2013. They haven't had... 2013. 2013. Right. So they haven't had a consistent running game since 20. Matter of fact, wasn't 2013 the last time the Lions made the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I believe so. I mean, the last time most teams were afraid of Detroit. Uh, defensive line was when Nick Fairley and Dominican Sue were both on the interior. Uh, they're not anymore. It, it, it is. It is. It, people have gotten on me for how much I don't respect Detroit. Detroit has not made me respect them. No, they you not, know they haven't. Well, in, the, in answer to your question, the last – so if y'all Google this, y'all don't crack up. It says Detroit Lions' last playoff win was 10,000 days ago. The number makes it feel worse. And this was as of Thursday, May 23rd, 2019. 10,000 days ago? 10,000 10, 10, days. 10, days ago. I feel like you should have followed up with four hours, six seconds, and six Really? I was like 10,000 days ago, like for real. <laughs> and if I had a watch, 15, 16, and 17. Hey, that's something like 10,000 days ago. 10,000 days put that, ago, dude. They recorded their stuff in biblical times, right? Man. 10,000 days ago, like, AD, was the last time. Good grief. 
Well, this could have been a year for them. Um, But unfortunately, uh, with the injury to Matt Stafford, it's probably going to kill that. So all three of us are rolling with the Cowboys over the Lions. Something that might be a little rare for us to do, but that's that's what it is today. So we have another matchup, and it's Denver going to see my Minnesota Vikings. And I don't know about this whole Denver year. I, I don't know what's happening. Vic Sangio, somebody's got to help me out a lot. With I, I understand that normally things go one of two ways, or actually three, but mostly a change in leadership can lead to an amazing season, which we've seen, uh, and a run to the playoffs. It could lead to a pretty bad season because it's just too much of a shakeup and all the pieces aren't firing on all cylinders. Or, you know, they could have a pretty decent season where you can see that there's room to grow, kind of like what we're watching in Detroit. I don't know what season I'm seeing in, in Denver. Maybe somebody can, I don't, I don't know, it, it's hot over Man. one day, it's cold, and it's thunder snowing, and then it's like... Hell, raining. I, I don't well, know. I People had such high hopes about Vic Fangio going there, just like they did when Adam Gates left the Bears. And I don't know, maybe something should just be left alone. What I thought the what I thought Denver was getting in Vic Fangio was going to be an excellent defensive coach that was going to whip that defense into shape and was going to look like the Super Bowl winning Denver Broncos. The defense, what I expected, was going to be unstoppable, and it hasn't been. The The thing is, all Denver has been able to do, and is what they consistently do, is have a true home field advantage. Because by the third quarter, fourth quarter, Everybody players are gassed. <laughs> Everybody's gassed because they're playing at a mile-high mile altitude, but that doesn't tell me uh, is the team doing well. That doesn't tell me nothing. I mean, realistically, with your home team playing in Denver, I feel like Denver should be the most well-conditioned team in the NFL. I just feel that's the way it should be. I don't think that they're not conditioned, but when you have a, a the coaching staff and the players that are being called are very, very key in, in this situation. And I don't think right now, even though Adam Gase did you well in Chicago, I don't know. It hasn't proven to be so far, and some things take time, a good fit. It, it's been a real adjustment for them. It's been a huge adjustment because I think the the nation was looking for that to be an instant success because of the history you know, you know that I think that what people Denver's forget is that things, right? I think people forget that things take time. You know, and that even when you come, you know, like you said before, when, you, when we started the conversation initially, um, three things happen: you either get better, you get worse, or you stay the same. You know, so. And it being worse is not necessarily indicative of the coaching as it is adjustment. Because when it comes to defense, you have to have a certain type of mentality. And if you've been coached a certain way for a while, and then somebody comes in with this new philosophy, everybody don't always take to that like immediately. 
So it takes a while to get to to you know take effect. Now the sad part about it is that y'all pro football team is we watching y'all take effect. <laughs> you know that's the bad part about it, but that's the reality of the whole situation. Um, you know we have, we we've been talking about um, Illinois for a while on the college side and. You know, the one thing that they've been able to do with that program is turn around because of patience. Not because uh let's hurry up and get rich quick, let's hurry up and win fast. Okay, know, okay. Um let me let me let me let me this is weird. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I can't give that patience. I, I, I can't and I won't give oh, that patience. I will yeah, give that and that that's that one you know that, that one when when people are just they want this that one break, if I get this one chance, you'll really get to see how good I am. That's what happened. And they're riding that oh, wave yeah. and they're capitalizing on that wave. But I won't call it patience because everybody's patience with that entire situation had run out wrong thing. People didn't even know they still came on TV. It it, it was just <laughs> a wrap. Jobs were in jeopardy. I mean, uh, let's keep it real. They don't come on TV. They don't oh, come on the TV yeah. unless you have no, the, If you don't have the Big Ten Network, you don't get to see Illinois, which I think is ridiculous. Exactly. I, well, yeah, you we watch them play, so you can't say that I mean, I'm thinking in Chicago, they should at least play one game, but they have taken the attitude of 10 years ago with Illinois, because you were in Chicago, uh, networks would play Illinois games. Well, networks have said, why are we playing Illinois games? Uh, if a person wants to see them, they can watch Big Ten Network. We're going to play Alabama. We're going to play LSU. We're going to play Ohio State. I don't care if you're in Chicago. If you're that much of an Illinois fan, go get you Big Ten Network. That's what, so they are not on TV. <laughs> um, the only way you can see Illinois is live in Champaign or have a Big Ten Network. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to bite down on When a new coach comes in It's one of three things Because it's one of three things With any coach You either yeah. you get worse, you get better Or you stay the same No, I'm a coach Whenever a coach comes into a new system The expectation is That side of the ball Should get noticeably better yeah. If this is an offensive coach, the offensive side of the ball better get better. If it's a defensive coach, the defensive side of the ball better get better. Now, some of the time, some of the time, both sides of the ball can get better, case in point, the Bears last season, but it didn't stay consistent. Now, I am not asking for the Broncos to be all pro on both sides of the ball. I had expected the defense to look noticeably better with Vic Fangio. And if it does not hurry up and happen by next season, Vic Fangio might not be a head coach too long. Well, we know that's how the cookie comes nowadays. I definitely do agree with that. As yeah, case in point, Adam Gase in, in Miami – He's not there, and he's not looking good on the East Coast either. So, so I just think, I just think that um, in certain situations, I understand that when you have a winning season or you're great at something, you're going to get offers 
to move on, but in some situations, maybe that's not always the best the thing best for thing you. Do. I mean, if anybody if anybody taught us that, it was Nick Saban. Hey, he said he did one slide. Nick Saban, <laughs> Nick Saban went from Michigan State to LSU to the Miami Dolphins. He got yep. to Alabama, and, and he, he was like that. He is, but that he said that NFL life was not for him. He it and wasn't for him. If we him. keep it real, the Dolphins were starting to get good when he left. They were. He just said it's not for me. It, it, it was not for me, and he got to Alabama, and he has not looked back. NFL coaches don't you know. NFL GMs and owners don't even enter the conversation with him because they know better. It's but not he's happening. putting a product into the NFL. So going so going back to the the Vikings matchup today with Denver, what are you guys seeing? What are the advantages and disadvantages you guys are seeing in this matchup? I think it's all advantages to the Vikings because the defense is not showing me anything. The only thing is I do believe uh, Kirk Cousins might hear footsteps a few times, but I think that Kirk Cousins will prevail. I believe the Vikings will prevail. I don't believe the offense on Denver is doing anything, so the Vikings defense has no need to, to worry, but the Vikings defense will win out there. The Vikings offense, I believe, has the advantage, even though Denver has some defensive players. I just don't believe the Vikings – I mean, I don't believe the uh, – I don't believe the Vikings defense I – mean, excuse me, the Vikings offense has any need to be worried overall. There may be some defensive plays by Denver from time to time, but the Vikings are going to win on both sides of the ball. If we look at the coaching advantage – I believe it's a watch. I think this is going to come down to talent and what is playing on the field. Dang. <laughs> I actually do agree with those points. Those, no, those are very, 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 very yeah. good points that, that he just brought up. Like, yeah. I, I agree with you, too. I mean, when you look at it just from where we are and just what we're – you look at two teams um, – and how they stand against each other. Denver is just not in a position where they're they're a team that derives your you know you believe from believe in. Uh, no, I feel Broncos fan. No, I'm not down to y'all. I think everybody's supposed to do that. That's what you're supposed to believe in your team. But you know, just indicative of what how they play. You know, regardless of where they stand, and you know, they have the fourth rank defense. But to have a fourth-rate defense and you have a three-and-six record, you know that I, I, I struggle to understand how that how that balance. But you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I think this is a struggle for quite a few people. And and I'm gonna honestly say this: a, a team can get a ton of W's. We've watched teams play the greatest game ever and lose four or five games straight by one or two points. Does not discredit the defense or the style of play. They just could not pull it off. The other team was able to, by the gifts of football guys, win. That doesn't make them a bad team. And I think sometimes when people see a record, like you know a bad team. Like you, oh, yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know a bad team. But you when you see a record so. and you're like, oh, <laughs> they're 7-3. and three. They got it. That's why I'm well, all no, about not the, necessarily. I'm all about the right, eye test because the analytics – 
the analytics get on my nerves. The eye test tell me more to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that's, 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 that's not necessarily a bad thing. Versus what you see on paper, because there's a there's a lot that goes into what the record and you know what the record accomplishes and why they why they have that record. Um, and like you said, a team may be seven and three, but look, you have to look at who they played. You know how convincing was that win? Did they struggle with, with that win and loss? You know, and those and those type of things. So, you know, like you said, there are a lot of things that are paper, left out of analytics. That's if, if paper was the end-all, be-all, they would not have players watching video. Because what would the point be? Not at all. Exactly. Oh, exactly. exactly. So why am I watching? If paper was the end-all, be-all. If this paper says if paper I'm fasting. If paper was the end-all, be-all, Cleveland would be undefeated. I'm just saying. Oh, Cleveland would be undefeated. <laughs> I'm just saying. Man, it was it, – it's not. I mean, it's great. We do have to keep track of stats. There are, very, there are many reasons why we do, but it's not the end-all, be-all. I definitely would love to see the Vikings capitalize on the offensive side of the ball today. I know we have a very successful defense. Our defensive problem, biggest issue, penalties. We have to, on the defensive side of the ball, watch the oh, penalties. Would you tell we the are world, giving other teams. Would you tell the world who in your secondary do you want him to just take a breath? Who in the world? Who, who do you want to take a breath from your Baby secondary? Baby Rose? Oh. Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hands down. I, I've, we, we give away more yards. We, we give away more freebies because of Xavier. A lot, not, and not just him. There have been, you know, it's it's a shock when you see a few on Everson Griffin, a few on Daniel Hunter. I mean, it's, it's across the board. It's it's quite it's a few across the board that um are are shockers, but when we do it, we're giving away yardage that's unreal. If a team is third and twenty one, it's going to take a lot of rosary prayer for them to even get to the first down. Not that it hasn't happened, but it's not going to be easy. And we're stacking. Ladies and gentlemen, we got our best ladies and gentlemen, she said rosary prayer. She said rosary, rosary prayer. Rosary. Okay. That, that, is, that is something I honestly did not ever expect to hear on this show. I understand, but it's real. <laughs> and they do. It's real. And, and you go ahead and you commit a penalty, and that gives them 15 yards or possible an instant first down, and so they have another chance to march down the field and become successful on their drive. You have to watch that. You cannot, and that's a lot that I that I watch when it comes from teams like the Patriots, um, teams like right now the 49ers. That is key to them because you, yeah, the other team's going to play too. Yeah, it's going to be a battle. No, you're not going to be successful on every drive. Yes, they're going to be some three and outs. But don't help the other team with tons of back-to-back that allow another team to gain exactly. That's that's ridiculous. And it's consistent when it becomes consistent with you and just about every game throughout seasons, there's a problem. And that's something that I just don't want to see today. Because Denver can take advantage of that. Oh yeah. And the Vikings don't have any room, especially sitting at a wild card spot as of right now to play out for today. They don't have any room for error right now. And we already have, you know, a lot of people have gotten on 
the Kirk Cousins bandwagon. So if he has an off day, he's not able to successfully connect with his receivers or utilize Kyle Rudolph like they were able to do last week or anything of that nature. I mean, I can't see Dalvin Cook not beasting him or Madison, but still you never know. So both sides of the ball have to be firing on all cylinders today and not just be like, oh, it's Denver, they're 7-3, and three, and then ride that wave. But I am rolling with the Vikings. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. I think as long as they can do, you know, fire on all the cylinders and make sure they don't shoot themselves in the foot um, defensively like they have been, they 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 put themselves in a position to win. Now, as we all know, that all depends on, which is all conjecture and wish, <laughs> you know, um, because those things really do impact the game. Um, I, I, we play Richie. Now, here's the crazy thing. Uh, one of the schools that my I grew up playing high school against, playing high school football against, and my kids were to be closing next year. And I was just thinking about when you talk about penalties and just people, you know, sometimes you just you're so excited in the game that you out of control, you know, because you, you, you want to do well. You, you your intentions are good, but you're out of control. And that can so many times cause you, you know, cause cause um, kickoff returns to be called back that you know that were that, that were ninety yards or better or eighty yards or whatever lost kickoff returns, uh, punt returns. All those things have a significant impact on the game, so they cannot afford to put themselves in a bad position defensively. They're gonna be like you said. He gonna have to come. He gonna have to take a breath today, meditate, do something. You know, who's side for a moment? Who knows? Um, <laughs> you know, and, and just be under control and make sure that they do what they need to do. So I am also pulling for the Vikings to do what they to win today um, against Denver, uh, and we should see how that goes. Next up, okay. So let me let me be clear in my statement. I am not pulling for the Vikings. I am picking the Vikings. There's a difference. Oh, I'm pulling for the Broncos. I'm pulling for the Broncos. Oh, it's got to be difficult. Yes, I'm being difficult. I'm pulling for the Broncos. I think I'm picking the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. You still there's a definite difference. All right. There's a definite difference. <laughs> There's a definite difference. Okay. So why don't we swing around to the game of the day for those that are relocated West Coast Chicago Bears fans and half of the city of Chicago being in L.A. And one of the biggest matchups is our big primetime game today, and that is the fact that the Chicago Bears and all of their fans have just invaded L.A. And that's okay, can I talk to me? Before we go into that game, can I make a pause? Let you, go ahead. I'm going to let Before we talk about that game. No, no, it's before we talk about that Bears game. Because there have been a lot of people on social media talking about the NFL made a mistake by not flexing the Bears out of this game. And why, is it, why aren't we watching uh, the Ravens versus the Texans? Well, I'm going to tell you every time. Granted, I would love to watch the Ravens and the Texans. That's a, uh, that's Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson. 
It sounds great. But I'm going to tell you, every time the NFL is going to pick the number two market versus the number three market, every time the number two market versus the number three market instead of the number six market versus the number eight market, hmm, it's about them eyeballs, and it's going to go down that way every time. Now we can talk about the game. <laughs> all right, so as you all know, um, as Cass has entailed, you know, informed you, Chicago, L.A. has been invaded by Chicago. And I'm, I can attest to this. I live here. I'm from the crib, so, you know, definitely pulling some boys from my guys today. Um, but I got hit up. I started getting hit up yesterday. Yo, bro, I'm in town for the game. Yo, man, I got tickets, dog. I'm in town for the game. Oh, man. It's ridiculous. And all I want to say is welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to welcome, L.A. Y'all. Welcome to L.A. Y'all, y'all enjoy the weather because when you go back home, it's going to be cold. <laughs> oh, actually, it's not. It's supposed to be 50 degrees on Thursday here in Chicago. That ain't cold. Well, you know, well, 50 for that ain't cold unless it's windy. <laughs> <laughs> it's 50 and windy. Yeah, we, we're excited about 50. Yeah, yeah, that's how bad it is. We're excited about 50. Because it was 7 degrees last week. 7. So yeah. 50 sounds real good. Well, you know, it's supposed to be a nice, bright day here in L.A. It's going to be 92 degrees. Uh, around the time the game starts, it's going to kind of cool 92? off. Be about Yeah, bro. Work cut out for them. 
Um, LA is definitely a strong home team. Um, we're not going to be able to walk in here and just be like, all right, let's ball. And seeing as how Trubisky <clears throat> still has a lot to prove, I think you know there's a lot to still um, be desired as far as I go. We're thirtieth, you know, we're, we're low, low in the total pole when it comes to passing. This is like the I'm, I, I cannot like. I can't remember the last time Chicago barely had a rushing game. Barely has a rushing game. I mean, we're putting up dismal numbers on the on, on, on rushing the ball and passing. Oh, oh and, uh, let's keep it real. The Bears, uh, the Bears tight end picture got more dismal. Uh, the Bears' running back picture is David Montgomery is listed as a game time decision. So it's not looking good. That's what I was saying. It's, you know, it's not looking David, good at David all. Montgomery has, has, has moved to a game time decision as of right now. Yeah. Uh, as of about an hour ago, he was listed as a game time decision. Game you know, so that's going that's definitely gonna be impactful. Definitely gonna be impactful, um, especially you know. <sighs> and I don't mean to say you know I, I love my team, dude, but I, this year I'm just like I feel like I'm along for the ride and the ride bumpy, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not liking the ride right now. Well, when you I mean, guys yeah, look at we, both the Chargers and the Bears, when you look at both the Chargers and the Bears, and you look the at the, the, the coaching Bears. styles, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, the Rams and the Bears, and you look at the coaching styles, forgive me, I'm sorry, LA, that was, that was a, I'm, I guess, I, I yeah, guess they're so caught up in trying to say LA Chargers here, that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, they, they said, yeah, man, I'm they so sensitive about that here, but. <laughs> but uh, when you look at the different coaching styles and, and the way uh, both coaches handle critical situations in the game, do you guys kind of see the Bears being outcoached in this matchup? Is it an even matchup? Or do you see oh, because of the, the key I, I injury, especially with David that. Montgomery coming to game time, that that would be something that fully affects the outcome? Oh, I think L.A. definitely has an upper hand coaching-wise. Um, the, the decisions we've seen over these past few weeks from Nagy have not been – um, inspiring, to say the least. I mean, how many times are you gonna run run the same swing play? They know it's coming. How many times are you gonna get in the red zone and not score? You might have redeemed yourself a little bit last week against Detroit, but it's Detroit, dude. No knock, but it's Detroit. You're not playing an elite team. You're not playing the Forty ers You're not playing um, uh, New England. You're playing Detroit. So when you're making bad decisions like that, you you know, and you're mismanaging the clock and those types of things, yeah, you you're getting out coached. And I think to, that's going to definitely be a key in today's game. You know, the coaching is definitely going to play a big part. You know, no getting away, no getting around it. Um, L.A. Def, L.A.'s, you know, since they've made their turn and kind of gotten their thing together. Their coach has proved that he knows what he's doing for as young as he is. 
They totally buy in. They totally believe in themselves, and they ball like it. Yeah, they started off, and I, I, I honestly expect them to be better than five and four right now. But I understand that. With the Bears being four and five, I'm kind of like, eh, yeah. And yes, they're they're in the hunt, quote unquote. They're the 10th seed right now, as far as in the run of the playoffs, but. In order for them to do that, they'd have to win every game for the rest of the season, and I don't see that. <clears throat> so today they're going to be outcoached. Um, I, I really – and I hate to say it, you know, but I believe if I ask any of my friends who are fans at home, none of them have faith in Trubisky. I told you all last week they got a church. They had they came over to church called Trubisky. And that's the first time that they've done it. Chicago is famous for doing that with people with players they can't stand. Um, or disappointing players or people who are getting paid a bunch of money and not really living up to it. We've had that too. Um, so I think that's really gonna boil down today. You know, our defense is decent but our offense we don't we don't put any points on the board. You know, and then when we do put points on the board they're they're all I don't think we've scored have we even scored above twenty points this year. In the four games we won, in, in, in these nine games, it's questionable because if you're not playing points in the board, you can't win. You know, so, but I, I, I had to say it, I, I definitely have to give, I, I, as much as I pull it for the Bears, man, I, I have to give LA the upper edge today. They, they're just, they're a better team, especially here. Especially here, they're a better team. Bernard. Nobody have anything to say? Okay, did Bernard run away? Yeah, his, his I just saw his call drop. Oh. He should be calling back in. I, I was ready for him to say something. Like, come on, man. Bye. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Alrighty. Well, what we do know is that uh. This going to be a heck of a matchup. It's going to be a really great game. Um, besides the fandom, it is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Exactly. Yeah. And I, if I if I were to add on to what I would say is, I believe, and I'm going to say this, and I'm I'm making a dangerous statement. I believe the Bears are the more talented team. I believe the Bears have been outcoached all season. I believe Sean McVay can outcoach the Bears again. Nagy coached much better last season. Nagy had a great defensive coordinator last season. I believe the Bears can step their game up. Let me rephrase I believe the Bears can step their game up. I don't know if they will step their game up. Potentially losing David Montgomery, losing all of their 
tight ends. Uh, uh, Trubisky not playing to his level. I don't believe Jared Goff is that much better than Trubisky. I don't. I believe Sean McVay puts Jared Goff in better positions than Matt Nagy does. I believe Jared Goff. I I actually believe Trubisky can read defenses better than Jared Goff can. I just believe that Chicago has taken a step back instead of a step forward, and it's no one's fault but Chicago's own. And if Chicago could get back on the line they were on last season, it will be a good thing. But the thing is, Chicago had unprecedented unprecedented health last season. No one got injured, it felt like, until the last game of the season. And once they got injured, we we were exposed in the one playoff game we played in. I mean, Trubisky was out for two games last season during the middle of the season, and we lost one of those two games. Uh, Khalil Mack was out for two games last season, and it was a noticeable defense, uh, loss on defense. With Akeem Hicks being out for extended time period, the defense had the defense has lost its luster. I mean, because at the beginning of the season, it was looking like, oh, okay, we we haven't lost that much of a step, but we haven't been making the turnover. We haven't been forcing the turnovers. We haven't been getting the sacks. I believe the Bears have a chance. I don't believe it's a big chance today, but I believe the Bears have a chance because I believe the Bears are more talented. I regret that the Bears didn't take advantage of what what they had last season. And the 2006 uh, appearance in the Super Bowl can tell, can tell you that following season means nothing. Because just because you make it to a Super Bowl one season don't mean you're going to be good the following season. And if I remember correctly, the Bears were super injured that following the following two seasons. The Bears went to the Bears went to the NFC Championship in 2010, and after that, they didn't look good either. So you have to capitalize when you have some fire going, and the Bears are proving that they don't have any consistency. And one of the biggest things that I have complained about Detroit with is that. Detroit doesn't have discipline. Well, uh, the discipline train has stopped in Chicago because they, as much as Cass was complaining about how Vikings giving away penalties, oh, my goodness. Well, they, can re-nick, they can rename the Chicago Bears offensive line the false start line. What? The Are amount of the amount of penalties the Bears have shown a lack of discipline has has been disheartening. And I well, well what do you think a, what, what do you think is causing well, what do you think is causing that? Why do you think that the team has come down to this? So these last seven minutes, let's figure out what it is, how they can capitalize and 
and they really honestly get the win. What? Or is it just not going to happen? Is it well, really it does a not help in this situation. It doesn't help that Kyle Long, the one leader on the team, has not been up to par this season, and he's now on IR. Because even with him not being the greatest of players since his early years, he at least was a leader and a force for people to listen to. So you lose Kyle Long. You don't have any leadership on the offensive line. You uh, foul, they keep moving him back and forth between off the team and on the team because they got him to switch positions to become a tight end. The offensive line, the Bears claim they're putting importance on the offensive line and drafting offensive line players. Well, you got to draft better. And I'm not one of these people out here saying that Ryan Pace has been horrible. Because so many people say, well, he's been horrible because he his early-round picks uh, are not hitting. Well, yeah, his early-round picks haven't hit, but his late-round picks have been phenomenal. Can we say Eddie Jackson? Hmm. And I can probably go down a list of others. So he is doing something. I'm not going to say he's doing everything. We don't have Khalil Mack without him making it happen. So he is doing something, but I'm sorry. You have got to scout better on offensive linemen. Uh, because scout, you don't trade for offensive linemen because uh, by the time they're tradable, hmm, there's nothing there for them. You don't get them in free agency because if they hit free agency, they've probably been with the team for a long time, and you've missed their prime. They hit their prime with that other team. Uh, the, you had to scout and get better offensive linemen in the draft. And I don't need it to be first and second round. Give me a third round one that, that's here for 15 years. Uh, and I also need the coaching staff to actually care about developing players, not just the offensive line, but developing players, teaching the, uh, the, the tight ends how to uh, block properly, teaching the running backs how to, to pick up blitzes. But block, 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 block. It, it is the most boring thing when talking about football but it's probably one of the most important things when talking about football. One of my favorite scenes and one of my favorite football movies of all time was the program at the end of the game, and the guy that got moved to fullback made one of the most beautiful blocks in, in the movie. If you block, you get running. If you block, you give Trubisky time to throw the ball. One of the things that people have ignored about Trubisky looking so horrible this year, he has not had time to throw the ball. Last season, he had time in the pocket. He had time in the pocket, and he threw. Another thing that was great about Trubisky last season was the threat of him running. The threat of him running helped the offensive line because people didn't want to, to overcommit because he might run for 15 yards. I blame that on Matt Nagy. So it's a whole list of things that will help this offensive line. And the penalties, the penalties, the penalties have gotten out of hand on both sides of the ball, but the most glaring side is the offensive line. False start has been their nickname this season. And that was not supposed to be another Renard's rant, so you all can speak. <laughs> No, I definitely I understand that. I feel the same way you do. There's a lot missing 
Uh, and when it comes down to, you know, if you if you lose one player to an injury on either side of the ball, and there's a visible, um, what's a visible? What's the word I'm looking for? A visible decrease in effectiveness on that side of where that person is. That lets me know that your that you know your recruiting isn't going. You're not scouting the way you should. You know, at this point, your number one and your number two should be synonymous. They should be equal as far as skill level. As back, you know, whoever you got back them up because you don't want to have to miss. You shouldn't have to drop or miss a step. But Chicago is very visible when when a player gets hurt, it's noticeable right away. Right away, it's noticeable. So, like I said before, I, I, I you know I, I I want to believe they can pull it out, you know. But if 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 it comes down to, you know, talent being equal, because in my in my in my opinion they are. Um, but it's gonna come down to who coaches. It's gonna come down. To, it's a coaching game today. You know, it's really gonna come down to the decisions made on the field, um, the calls play, calls made on the field, and those type of things. Uh, that's gonna determine today's and today's winner. Uh, and I just think at this point that LA is just a better coach team. You know, talent. You know, taking into consideration, they're a better coach team. So, I, I you know, we take it out. We'll be there to see it. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong. I want to be wrong, people. <laughs> I be Man, I All so right. want to be wrong. I believe, <laughs> I believe the Bears, from top to bottom, I believe the Bears are actually a more talented team. I yeah, mean, don't get me wrong. Don't a, but right, but that's what that's 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 the thing about it. it at that level, everybody's talented. You're right. So you can't you can't, he, you can't even go by that. It doesn't it doesn't matter whether not. I know what you're saying, Cass. <laughs> so, you so, know, so, um, so what is so what are you guys saying? Are you guys rolling with the Bears or like what's happening? Is it the Bears for the W today? Or you really think the Rams have the advantage? I think I really think the Rams have the advantage. I do. the sad thing is I I I the Rams have looked really suspect recently and that's why me picking the Bears is I don't feel feel weird about it. I mean, some of the times I'm picking the Bears because I'm picking the Bears because, yeah, I'm going to support my team. So I'm picking the Bears because the Rams haven't shown me much either. The Bears, I mean, really, I believe this is a this is a pick. This is a talking game. You could you could pick either team and wouldn't be you could you wouldn't be wrong. wouldn't be weird. You wouldn't be wrong right. with believing that your team could win. So. I really could talk myself into either either side. So since I can talk myself into either side, I'm going to pick the Bears. I could talk myself. I do believe Mike is 100% correct when he says this is come, going to come down to decisions, and more of the decisions are going to be made by the head coach. And, Matt Nagy, your decision-making has looked really suspect lately, so we're going with uh, the Bears, but it's 
I'm not confident in either pick. I'm not I, isn't that hard? either pick either. Right. That's the, that's the craziest thing. Like, you know, I'm not mad at my pick, but I'm not upset at my pick. But it's kind of like, yeah, if it goes out of the way, I'm cool. Obviously, I want Chicago to win. It's my home team. But if I'm looking at how they played, now, unless they get ready to turn, they, they, they process to turn their corner. I don't know how you're going to do that without your, without your main running back. Not without your tight ends. All right, so with the with the amount of injuries like, you guys, so so it looks like you guys are rolling with the Bears. Yeah. All right, well we yep, are down to two minutes. All right, so we're we down got, to two minutes. So Renard, do you want to tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us on Football Fair Rush Radio. Uh, or the Blog Talk Radio Network on blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. You can find us on Twitter at footballfanrush. You can find us on facebook.com slash footballfanrushradio. Never forget M. Terrell uh, on, on Twitter and Renard M. on Twitter as well. Be on the lookout for the Renard's Rant, you hashtag Renard's Rant. We have had two of them back to back. Be on the lookout for uh, Terrell's Talk from time to time as well. I know I just gave it a name, and he's probably thinking I didn't name it, but we're going to have to come up with a name for that one as well. We are going to be talking all week. You all can always catch up with us. Do a search for us on Apple Podcasts under Football Fan Rush Radio, and you can find us anywhere, anytime. And with that being said, y'all go out and have a great NFL Sunday. I hope your team wins. Um Enjoy yourselves. Don't get crazy. Be protected. And, you know, be safe out here. Cass, I will see you later on. I know y'all on y'all way. So, it's about to go down. It is. It's about to go down. So, uh, my Chicago pizza here. Um, I'll see y'all in a bit. And everybody, y'all be cool. We out.